Have you ever turned down a business deal that could put $85,000 in your pocket? No? Well, what if I told you I just did and felt completely at peace about it? Today, I'm going to share with you why this may be the best decision for you sometimes and for your potential client. So, let's dive into this business paradox of professional bravery. If you're a female entrepreneur who wants to break free from the pressure and experience peace and alignment to live that life you've always envisioned, then this is the show for you. I'm your host, Jamie Milam. All my life, I've been self-reliant with a figure-it-out mentality, starting with being on my own at the age of 15, overcoming drug addiction when I learned I'd become a mom at 19, and rebuilding my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote to now running the three businesses I've built. So I'm no stranger to pressure. My figure it out mentality created systems that helped, but I still found myself headed to burnout. I learned to listen to myself and apply the most powerful tool I had, my own self-awareness. So I shifted to incorporate my true self and align my strategies accordingly. And now I apply this practice to every area of my life. I'm on a mission to help you develop a practice of self-awareness, to learn to value yourself so you can honor those parts of you in your daily activities and finally live that life you're determined to have. This is Determined AF. Welcome back to another episode of Determined AF. I'm your host, Jamie Milam, and today I'm going to be diving into a topic that's very close to my heart, knowing when to say no to a client. Yeah, in this world of business, I think we often think that success is about accumulating as much as possible, whether that's more clients, more money, more exposure. But today, I wanna challenge that idea. I wanna explore the power and the value in the word no, because sometimes declining a client, even one who wants to work with you, is the right choice. As an entrepreneur, I have always felt that when we are presented the opportunity to work with a prospective client, I am always interviewing them just as much as they are interviewing me. And yes, I look at direct one-to-one client relationships as an interview. When we're sitting down to decide if we're a good fit for each other, it is me interviewing them to see if they are a good fit for me and them interviewing me to see if I'm a good fit for them and help them get to their end goal. To illustrate this point, like I wanna share this personal story with you. Uh, Just recently, I was offered a listing in my real estate business that was $2.8 million. On paper, it was an opportunity that many agents would see as an opportunity of a lifetime, a dream transaction that so many would jump at, one that, could very much result in a very high dollar paycheck, but I declined it. I went on the appointment and I declined it. You might be thinking, you did what? (laughs) Yes, I turned it down. Not because I couldn't handle it, not because he didn't want to work with me, not because I was afraid, but because I knew deep in my heart that I was not the right fit for this client. Honestly, we were just too far apart in expectations for me to see it being a win that we would both be seeking. 
And that's really where our journey begins today, friends. Understanding that the fit, this connection, the shared vision between you and your client is the crucial foundation of any professional relationship. Because in this example, I was completely up for the challenge of this property. I even said to myself, like, this is probably going to be one of the most challenging listings that I've had, and I'm kind of excited about it, but I had to be really confident of how I was going to approach it because it would require a certain strategy for positioning and marketing. Now, being a student of my market and drafting an approach for the right marketing strategy means knowing who my buyer is for that property. What options do I have to get the most eyes on it? What do I think would make it the most appealing for the buyer avatars that I imagine would be looking for a property like this? What does the data show us? And ultimately, at what price point will it actually sell at? Now, Let me point out, I am actually very meticulous when it comes to this analysis and crafting of a strategy. I am prepared and I pay attention to my gut. I know in advance what I'm looking for in my conversation with my prospective seller client. I am not one that just goes in and lets them drive the ship and be in full control of an area that is my expertise. I don't take a listing just for the sake of taking a listing, right? We shouldn't take clients on just for the sake of having clients to work with. You see, my job isn't to list homes, it's to sell them. And in order to sell them, I need to be able to have a full strategy in place that I have faith in and that I can get behind. So when we are so far off in strategy and pricing, I'd rather be direct and transparent with the seller and let them know why I can't take the listing if we can't come to terms. Could I have taken the listing and just followed his wishes and put it on the market at his number with his strategy and celebrated securing a high dollar listing that I now get to market? Yes, but again, as the professional, I know that's not what's going to actually sell this property, which means I'm not going to help him achieve his goal and that my friends is why any of you are in business to serve your clients and customers in a way that solves a problem for them and when the fit isn't right you'll find that it often leads to frustration it's like trying to put this square peg in a round hole both you and the client may become increasingly frustrated over time trying to make something work that simply isn't meant to be because you weren't aligned in the first place. It is a stressful and often fruitless experience. But when you have the courage to respectfully decline, you open up a new path. For the client, it allows them to find the right fit, the right person who can truly help them accomplish their goal in a more efficient and satisfactory manner. They may not realize it in the moment, but you're helping them more by saying no. And at the end of the day, if they have expectations that you don't feel like are aligned with your vision or your strategy, 
or with really your approach and they want to go elsewhere with somebody who aligns with their strategy and their approach and their end goal at their expectations, well then let them do that. No harm, no foul. You might be surprised at the reaction that you receive when you express your reason for declining. Clients will often gain a new level of respect for professionals who are honest about their capabilities and their intentions because it shows a level of integrity and self-awareness that truly is admirable. But you guys, there's another side to this coin, an often overlooked aspect that we don't think about. It's about honoring your own worth. It's showing respect and value for your own skills, your capabilities, and your energy. Not to mention respect for your time. For me, in the real estate business, it even means honoring my marketing dollars. I have to spend money out of my business to get a listing on the market, to prepare it, to position it, to market it. Even if it never closes, for me to get a return on that investment, and one of this caliber and challenge certainly is going to take some additional efforts. And time is money. If I know in advance that his desired strategy and price is going to make this listing sit longer and most likely not sell, that's longer time and money that I would be risking. So I'm looking to keep him at bay of being frustrated with me because at the, at the end of the day, like that's, that's not going to work for us. Right? And I don't want to have myself in that frustrating time frame when I know that it's going to drag out because we often overlook the toll that a mismatched client professional relationship can have on our own mental health and our professional satisfaction. It can lead to burnout and frustration, which can have a domino effect in our other client relationships just by a byproduct, indirectly. We don't want that. Taking on a client purely for the money, it might seem like a lucrative choice. It might seem like a shiny object to be like, ooh, but if I can sell it at his number, if I can meet his expectations and go with his approach, then I could put $85,000 in my pocket. But you guys, the chances of that happening for me, I recognize are, are not probable. And if I looked at taking on this client purely for the money, it's often going to lead no further than this one transaction. Because again, if it sits and doesn't sell, I have not helped him meet his goal. I have not helped provide the solution and the result that ultimately he's looking for. So he's gonna be frustrated with me and this isn't going to go on to help either of us build a longer term relationship. Building a sustainable and satisfying career involves working with clients who align with your values, your skills, and your vision. And sometimes you might decline working with a prospective client simply because your gut says so. You may not have any other glaring reasons. They may be completely on page with how you work your approach, but your gut tells you, "Uh uh-uh, that's okay. Trusting your instincts is a valuable tool 
that we should not undervalue in the world of business. I have learned over the years to listen to my intuition and to protect my peace, which I can accomplish both at times by declining to work with a client or even firing them. At the end of the day, it's about creating a business environment that respects both your client and you as a professional. It's about creating a business that is sustainable, ethical, satisfying. So as we wrap up, I want you to take away this thought. Saying no to a client is not a failure or a loss. It's a mark of respect. Respect for the client, respect for yourself, and respect for the business that you are working so hard to build. Respect for the experience and the expertise that you have under your belt. So until next time, remember the power of no might just be one of the most underutilized tools in your professional belt. And while we're at it, if you guys liked this episode and you haven't listened to episode 33 yet, I highly suggest that you skip over to that right now on the platform because we're gonna, we talk about boundaries in that and how it helps you regain power and control, not only back in your day, but back in your business. Because again, I want you to value yourself as a business owner and protect that personal peace. And I truly think that if you embrace some of this, you can do that. And if you haven't experienced a moment yet where you need to reject working with a client or that you need to fire a client, trust me, that day will come. And I hope you remember this episode. So if this was helpful or inspiring to you or somebody comes to mind that you think could hear this so that they can value themselves more in their business, I hope you'll share it with them because I want everybody to recognize what their worth is. So until next week, you guys, get out there and keep crushing it because I know that you are determined to build a business and a life that is aligned with your vision and one that you truly know is worth being valued by others.